Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, last week of the regular season, we've got games to preview. How are you doing? You ready? Hard to believe it is rivalry week. Yeah. Got here fast. Got here fast. Did. Time flies when you're having fun and uh, parenting infants, it turns out. I, I, yeah, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, like, we were supposed to record last night and then... You couldn't get your kid down, and then by the time you got your kid down, my kid was up, so didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. and that's been a uh, a common story so far this season. Um, yes, the, uh, I would agree. The, hey, the, the children trying to stay up to listen to the basketball conference podcast. I mean, you get that, like you know, it's, we, yeah. it's good good content here. Absolutely good content. <laughs> Mike, we record this on Wednesday evening. This will probably go live first thing on Thursday. Hopefully you're listening to it. Happy Thanksgiving to you if you are. Uh, hope you have a good day and uh, you know enjoy it with, with food and, and family or friends, whoever. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, I hope it was a good Thanksgiving for you. hope you're ready for a, a hell of a day in sports and really a hell of a weekend in sports, uh, really whenever you're listening to this. Um, Mike, we, we do have several games to preview. Unfortunately, the schedule is one game light from what we were expecting as um, not in not surprising news, the Commonwealth Cup, if I'm not mistaken, between Virginia and Virginia Tech was officially canceled. I believe it was on Monday. Um, not a not a shocking revelation, obviously, with the uh, you know the continued kind of grieving and and um, fallout from the the shooting with the University of Virginia three players murdered another one uh in, in the hospital and, and injured in the shooting so I our, our thoughts and prayers continue to go out to the University of Virginia community totally understandable that the team is not in a in a place right now that they are able to prepare and play a game um in and there's bigger things to worry about than that so um it's it's disappointing that this is one of the things that we lose but it's obviously not that far, not that uh, not that high on the list in terms of you know things that were lost as a relate uh, as a result uh, of of that shooting. And so I, our thoughts and prayers continue to be with the the University of Virginia, your, our fans. Um, I know there's numerous of you that listen to this podcast, so we're we're thinking about you, we're praying for you, and and um, you know we'll we'll be with you in spirit on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, we'll not be with the game against Virginia Tech, typically that is played at this point of the year. Yeah, well said. And they were thinking about moving this game uh, to the same day of the ACC championship a week from Saturday. They were thinking about just sure. kind of pushing it back a week um, to the point where I actually had a story written for Sports Illustrated that never got published um, with the game being postponed to the third. So 
something but the rumors something were happened flying. here. Yeah, some something happened here because we were under the impression that this game was going to get postponed. Um, Mike Barber, Richmond Times Dispatch, actually tweeted something out that you know said that that was under heavy consideration. He tweeted that out Monday morning. So I mean, the rumors were kind of flying there. Um, <laughs> we were under the impression at SI this game was going to get moved. Um, they were supposed to meet at like late morning, early afternoon Monday, Virginia Tech, Virginia, and the ACC. Um, and then there was supposed to be an announcement early afternoon, you know, announcing that the game was going to get moved, not canceled, but moved. And, you know, there was a text that Brent Pry sent out to the Virginia Tech football team as well that said, hmm. hey, <laughs> this game's probably going to get postponed, so be on the lookout for it. Something happened here. Regardless, I think mm-hmm. this is the right move, by the way. I think this is the right move yeah. to cancel the game and, and you know, give the Charlottesville community more time to more time to grieve. Gives Virginia Tech an opportunity, of course, to continue to support Virginia, right? Continue to support the Charlottesville community. Unfortunately, we know that Virginia Tech's been through, you know, something similar, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. the two schools, I think, will be, for better or worse, you know, bonded by that for a long, long time. Um Mm-hmm. So I, I think the Virginia Tech community will be able to continue to support, you know, UVA in, in some form or fashion. Um, I know that, that, you know, the the athletic department's been working really hard to, you know, try to make that support for UVA as public as possible and kind of do what they can to help the victims and their families. So I think it's a really cool thing. But, yeah, th- yeah. this game did almost get played, which would have surprised me, would have surprised me. But, um yeah, I think ultimately this is this is definitely the right decision. Some things are bigger than football. This is certainly one of them. I was going to say, I mean, it's one of those things of this is a heated, intense rivalry when it gets played. You know, these teams don't like each other and all that. But like you said, I mean, this is bigger than football. And uh, we, we can all realize what's what's really, really important. And and it's not playing this rivalry as much as, you know, supporting the people that are that are affected by this. Right. Agree. Yep. And so, I, you know, I and I, I would mention as well, and this is not, again, this is not like the reason, and I'm not, you know, trying to make jokes or anything, but just objectively, I think one of the reasons it's, it's a little bit easier to cancel this game is neither team honestly has something to play for materially within this season. Yes. Um, yep. Both teams are multiple wins away from any hypothetical p- potential bowl eligibility. So it would really just be playing the game for the sake of playing it and having bragging rights. And at that point, you know, it becomes that much easier to say, maybe this isn't really the time that we should be playing a game and we can just move on. Yeah, it's more like, what's the point? Other than, you know, a a show of, it would have been, I guess, a show of solidarity in theory, you know, kind of bonding the two schools together. But I think also the game being played in Blacksburg, not that, you know, Virginia Tech wouldn't have done everything they could to, kind of show show you know respect for the victims and their families and the uva football program Mm -hmm. but i think if this game gets played in charlottesville maybe it's a a little bit different conversation but that was the only angle you could really think of where you know it's kind of like uh a public service announcement right with the with the two schools kind of coming together in that in that fashion that was the only angle i could see where they would possibly even think about playing so i was surprised when i heard that it was under serious consideration that they would try to play the game 
um, mm-hmm. and, and postpone it to the weekend of the ACC championship game. But that was the only reason I could think of. And it didn't really make a lot of sense given the team's records and kind of where they stood and the game essentially being meaningless at this point of the season um, from, from an on-field standpoint. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, as mentioned, I mean, that, again, Virginia, Virginia Tech canceled for this year. I, I, I would assume, by all means, they will resume playing for the Governor's Cup, uh, the Commonwealth Cup, sorry, as it were, uh, next season around this time. But for now... It leaves us, Mike, with eight games to preview here for uh, this final weekend, Rivalry Week. Uh, And it's an exciting one. There's a a really good slate, honestly, some really good TV spots for a number of these games. We have two of them on Friday, both on ABC. We'll start at 3.30 on ABC. The NC State Wolfpack on the road in Chapel Hill, taking on the number 17 North Carolina Tar Heels. Carolina, a six and a half point favorite at home. Total is 56. Um, two teams kind of in weird spots, both coming off of losses. Uh, NC State did not look good at all last week against Louisville. Uh, North Carolina had one of the upsets of the year, probably losing to Georgia Tech. Um, yeah, odd spot. We looked this up, by the way, before the podcast. I, of all the rivalries, and this one is a well-known, well-established like blood rivalry. I think these teams have played like around a hundred times, you know, against each other. All that somehow, Mike. It seems like there is not a name for this rivalry, nor is there like a trophy that they play for. Does that seem odd to you? A little. Yeah, very strange. Um, but hey, do what you do. I mean, and ultimately, like. These teams probably on some level kind of care about the basketball game more, but that's, we don't have to talk about that. That's fine. Um, this is just the Basketball Conference podcast. Um, it's about to say. About to say. <laughs> Mike, I am um, – I'm going to take a weird approach to this game, and I feel bad. So, first of all, let, let's let's take the over. Over 56 in this game. Yes. I, I think somehow mm-hmm. this thing just gets a little bit loose, as with a lot of North Carolina games, but – Yes, I am. Um, I am skeptical of North Carolina in this game. And the reason that I'm skeptical of them is I watched what Georgia Tech did to North Carolina in the trenches on both sides of the ball last week. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, is there is there a common thread here? Because the other game that they've lost this year was Notre Dame, where Notre Dame was able to smoke them in the trenches and I look up and down this schedule, and I, I guess maybe Pittsburgh should have been able to. Mm-hmm. Maybe Virginia or maybe Miami could have hung around a little bit, and both of those were only three-point wins, by the way. But I think that NC State, as much as anybody on this schedule, is going to have a chance to cause North Carolina a lot of problems in the trenches, really on both sides of the ball. Um there is a question, I think, in my mind of can North Carolina get to Jack Chambers or Ben Finley? I don't know. Um, there's a question in my mind of can North Carolina protect Drake May or do we see another really uneven performance like we did last week? I almost feel like NC State has a little bit of an edge. They're getting six and a half points here. I think give me the points with NC State. I don't know if they win outright. I think there's a chance they do. It would be ACC as hell for North Carolina to be, you know, like a playoff contender, 
maybe favored against Carol uh, against Clemson, something like that, and then lose to Georgia Tech and NC State before they get the chance to play Clemson. But anyways, I uh, yeah, give me NC State in the six and a half here. Uh, I, I think they at least keep this close, and I think it's a kind of a bad matchup for North Carolina. Uh, no, I will be on the <laughs> other side of that. That's I I don't dis. I mean, listen, I don't disagree with anything you just said, really. Like, I, I think that if you're going to reason your way into picking NC State, I think everything you just said is valid. I am not going to be that guy because I don't. First of all, if it's Jack Chambers playing quarterback, this is not going to go well for NC State. If it's Ben Finley, mm-hmm. look, Ben Finley did a good job not turning <laughs> the ball over last week. He did fine, but like are we sure NC State can move the ball through the air with either of those guys playing quarterback? I'm not sure. And, and Carolina's, their defense is not very good, but I don't know that I even trust NC State's backups to, to throw consistently against the North Carolina defense. And Carolina's rushing defense has been okay, too. That's the other thing. Like, is NC State going to be able to consistently run the ball in this game? I don't know. Um Plus, I just think Carolina's going to bounce back. I think they're going to play better. Like, they played uncharacteristically poorly on offense last week. They gave away several different chances um, to, to go ahead by a couple scores against Georgia Tech. They mm-hmm. just kind of pissed it away. Like, they played an uncharacteristically poor game offensively. I just don't think they're going to do that again. So, uh, they, also, they're at home. I, I, don't, I just don't see it for NC State right now. If MJ Morris is not playing, correct? That's what I'm looking up right now, and I'm not I'm not seeing any updates. I think for now yeah. we just assume that he's not playing. Yeah. I mean, I think if MJ Morris is in, it makes this a little bit more interesting because he adds the element. First of all, he's been – when he's played, he's been more than capable as a passer, and he's been a mm-hmm. very athletic runner, and he's provided dual threat. That We've talked about this. Like, he's provided dual threat that NC State didn't have at the quarterback position before, right? Right. And – the passing game opened up a little bit more because of his running ability. So, you know, he was able to throw the ball down the field a little bit more effectively than Devin Leary. Not to say he's a better passer, because I don't think he is at this stage, but the passing game looked better because he was providing a true threat with his legs. So, I mean, if he plays, it changes the calculus a little bit, right? Um, I think that NC State would have a better chance to cover here if he's, if he's playing. Assuming that he's not, though, I can't pick against Carolina two weeks in a row um I, I think the offense bounces back they're at home I like the over as well I think Carolina is going to have to do most of the legwork themselves though to get there um and I don't think it's like a surefire over either like I think it's 56 is no. a pretty good number considering NC State's quarterback situation if MJ Morris does play then I I really like the over because I think NC State will score yeah. a little bit more but with him out yep. um I think 56 is a pretty good number I'm probably staying away from, but I'd lean over there. Yeah, I agree with that. If 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 we get the news Saturday, Friday morning, this is a Friday game, by the way. I don't know if we've mentioned that. It's Friday, game. It's Friday at yep. 3.30. If we find out Friday morning that MJ Morris is playing in this game, absolutely, I'm in on the over. Um, 56, I, I think NC State's offense is just a, a bit of a different animal when, when Devin Leary or MJ Morris is playing as compared to Jack Chambers and Ben Finley. Um, I definitely don't feel great. I, I think Ben Finley will be better at moving the ball through the air. Um, but I don't know. The more I think about it, too, I worry a little bit of, you know, how focused is Dave Doran on this game? 
<laughs> there is uh there's been a couple of rumors huskers. going around of uh huskers. Yeah, uh, I you know, you just don't you don't know. But then again, I see a line like this and I see a team that's ranked and at home and they're somehow favored by less than a touchdown. I feel like it tells me something. Vegas is just giving you that 7 point number. I I feels like it tells me something. So, I'm going to take can, the the wolf pack. We we can we can touch on this in another podcast here soon if we're trying to kill time between bowl games or if we're trying to kill time uh, you know, before or after or maybe during the ACC championship game preview. I think Dave Doran, if he's offered, I think he should take the Nebraska job. I think I agree with that. Like where the only thing I'll say is just like a high level thing. I think he should take it because I think he can take Nebraska to to better, bigger and better heights than he can take the NC State program. Like I think he's kind of topped out at NC State. I'm not sure how much better it's going to get for him there. So. And again, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that at a later date. And it's it's not a slight on NC State. I think I nope. agree with you. I think the ceiling at this day and age is higher at Nebraska than it has been with him in Raleigh. Yep, but. Uh, you know, then again, maybe not. So, from from um, a funding standpoint, certainly. I would like, imagine by the time we are maybe previewing, but certainly recapping the ACC championship game, we'll have some finality on uh, is Dave Doran going to Lincoln or is he remaining in Raleigh? Basically, yep. Um, yep. So keep keep it tuned here. No slight, no slight against NC State, and no slight against you NC were, State fans. You were arguing. Just, you were arguing to fire this guy three years ago, and now he's now I was talking about NC State trying to fight to keep him. It's crazy. That has been uh, that has been historically, I think, arguably my single worst, uh, most walked back take on this entire podcast. <laughs> was I mean, you were you were trying I'll to get that. in on the ground floor of that take, though. You were trying to get in on the ground <laughs> floor of that, and I didn't think it was the worst take in the world at the time, considering kind of where things were at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I uh hey, I'll own it, baby. I'll own it. Uh, that's that was not a good take. It was not. NC State plus the six and a half for me, North Carolina minus the six and a half for you, Mike, and over fifty six for the both of us. Um nothing locked up here, and I I'm, I'm not sure I would bet this game with my my actual hard earned American Van Gorder coin. So um, no. wouldn't do that. I'm good. That'll be a pass for me. Pass. Mike, 7.30 on ABC, the Florida Gators on the road in Tallahassee taking on the number 16 Florida State Seminoles. Our Knowles, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Total is 58. Mike, this in a weird way, I don't know if this is just like a perception thing, like, oh, well, it's the, it's the big bad SEC team going against the little ACC team or what it is, but like nine-and-a-half almost doesn't even seem big enough. I, I like the Knolls here. The Knolls have been rolling. Florida has not been in a good place over the last month or so. Uh, this feels like a game where Florida State might be able to absolutely just run it up and uh, make an example out of Florida here. Yeah, I mean Florida stinks. I mean they're they're they not just very lost good. to Vanderbilt. They're not very good. Yeah, I'm gonna. By the way, we're gonna talk about another team that lost to Vanderbilt here shortly. Um, mm-hmm. I got some takes on that game, Joey. <laughs> raring to go about that game for a while um florida state is uh justifiably a nine and a half point favorite and 
I agree with you. I mean, I think Florida State could easily be 10, half 11 here. And I think the fact mm-hmm. that it's inside 10 makes it intriguing to bet. But then again, it is a rivalry game. I think, you know, if Florida's defense has had their fair share of struggles, right? But I think mm-hmm. if if their game here, this could get a little wonky for Florida yeah. State. But, man, I just can't talk myself into that. I really can't. I think Florida State wins this game and covers. I, I also – 58 seems like a lot to me. Because Florida's offense has not been great. Like Anthony Richardson, buddy, I he was supposed he was supposed to be this guy who's gonna like save the Florida offense, right? And people were talking about him in a Heisman context after they beat Utah in week one. And mm-hmm. he has not been great since then. And the offense has not been very good. They haven't been consistent. Um yeah, I, I like Florida State here. I like the under as well because I'm just not sure Florida is going to score enough here to, to push this yeah. over. I think Florida State could score plenty, but I could see this being like, you know, 30 to 14 or something like that, 30 yeah. to 17. So, yeah, that's where I think this could be. I, I am, uh, again, I like Florida State minus the nine and a half here. That's my pick. It It is – intriguing to be a possible wager it is i don't know it is kind of a lot of points for me to feel good about laying in general just with my own wallet but i actually like the over here mike i mean 58 is is a bit of a high number but this florida state offense man has been rolling it's good like their last four games they scored 49 against louisiana 38 against syracuse 45 against miami 41 against georgia tech even 28 against clemson like They've been pretty hot for the last month, you know, f- four or five weeks, really. I 58, I mean, I, I think Florida State has the ability to get into the, like, the mid to upper 30s at minimum here, maybe into the 40s. And at that point, I, I think this number is too low. So, Mike, I, I like the over for Florida State. Let's just go ahead. Let's lock that bad boy up. Let's go. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. I will take the over in Florida State and Florida. Uh, 58. Better. I don't think that's high enough. Better you than me locking that up. Have at it. Have at it. I, I don't know if the end of that sound effect came through on the uh, actual podcast here. So just um, one more time. Here it is. And no, it's not. All right. Uh, <laughs> fun with the soundboard. Let's go. Let's go. Emailing the support team. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, give me over 58, and I'll lock that up. I just – this game um, – I, I think this gets a little bit pointsy, and uh, I think Florida State rolls here. Got the bet U.S. soundboard. <laughs> uh, Florida State minus the 9.5 for the both of us. Uh, under for you, Mike. I have locked up the over here. We will see how that goes. Uh, let's move – to Saturday. Uh, by the way, <laughs> once again, not very good at this. Uh, Florida, Florida State is the Sunshine Showdown, uh, as it turns out. It is part mm-hmm. of the Florida Cup. And there's something listed on the Wikipedia page as the McCullough Trophy. I don't know how that works. Um, I guess this is the rivalry trophy that they play for. M-A-K-A-L-A. Uh, looks like a Seminole and a Gator with a plaque... Yeah, so there's a there's a trophy here. Trust me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, sounds good. 
great. Florida State wins the Sunshine Showdown, as it were. Let's move to Saturday, Mike. Yes. Yep. <laughs> we got uh, – so, so Florida, Florida State is the first of a uh, four-game ACC-SEC challenge that takes place every year on Rivalry Weekend. Uh, let's go to Saturday where the second game will be at 3 o'clock on the SEC Network, Gross as the number 25 Louisville Cardinals are on the road in Lexington, taking on the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, Wildcats, also gross. Kentucky currently a three-point favorite in this game. Total is a robust 43 points. Um, Mike, I, I, I don't know if Malik Cunningham is playing in this game. Um, I, I did see a report that it is more likely that he plays in this game than he played and then he was going to play in last week's game, which is kind of how the human body healing works, I would venture. But um, I I don't know. And, and honestly, I'm just going to be real honest. I, I have gone through this exercise in recent years where I convince myself, no, 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 this is the year. I think Louisville can beat Kentucky, and uh, that they do not. Um, Kentucky has won the Governor's Cup four of the last five years. Um <laughs> The only time that Louisville has won it was with Lamar Jackson as a junior, not his Heisman year. His Heisman year, they lost that game to Kentucky as well. So I have uh, I have kind of resolved myself. I will not be picking Louisville to win or to cover this game until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. So give me Kentucky minus the three here. I, I realize what Kentucky is and is not this year. I'm just I, – I can't do it, Mike. I cannot – let myself believe that Louisville wins this game with the way that it has gone the last few years. So uh, Kentucky minus the three, easy for me. That's what I'm here for. L- Louisville, lock it up. Oh. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Joey, Producer what do Louisville – What do – yeah, I mean, Scott, Scott figured out the soundboard. We're good. Coming through in the um, clutch. Let's go. Joey, what do Louisville and Vanderbilt have in common? Uh, I don't know. Decent front seven. On defense, yeah. I'll give you that, yeah. Decent front seven. Uh, Kentucky's offensive line did not play very well against Vanderbilt. In fact, the, the Kentucky offensive no. line hasn't played very well all season. Uh, Louisville's yeah, they've, they've front taken seven, a step back. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a nice way to put it. They're, uh, the front seven in this game on the Louisville side is why they're going to win the football game. If Kentucky is able to get a running game going with Chris Rodriguez, I think that's the only way they win this football game. If they don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think Will Levis can throw on Louisville's defense enough. I don't think he'll have time to throw enough. uh, Top five NFL draft pick, Will Levis, Mike? Uh, Yeah, that's (laughs) – I I wouldn't be picking him, but, you know. (laughs) Nor would I. Yeah, that's why I'm not an NFL GM also. But, I mean, if you want to pay me for my advice, you know, I would be happy to tell you to not pick Will Levis. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I I think Louisville's defensive line is a big, 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 big advantage in this football game. I just think Kentucky has too many issues up front. Will Levis hasn't been good enough in the passing game. The receivers haven't been good enough around him. 
this is just an offense that's not very good. And I think Louisville's defense has continued to play better all year long. The big reason why they're seven and four is because of the way the defense has played. I don't really care who plays quarterback for Louisville. I would like for it to be Malik Cunningham. If it's not, if it's that guy named something named Brock Doman or Dooman, Dooman, Brock Dooman, Brock Dooman, something named Brock Dooman, that would be fine. I know um, his name is Doman. I just think Dooman sounds a lot funnier. Dooman is way. I I think it became a shtick when I was like something named Brock Dooman. Uh, it's way funnier that way. But um. <laughs> yeah man i i just don't i don't see it with kentucky in this game i just haven't been able to back them i mean the vanderbilt result kind of sealed it for me i was like you know the way louisville's trending with the way kentucky's trending i get that kentucky has consistently won this football game i understand all that i just think that louisville is the better team this year and that is a wild statement to make because i thought kentucky was one of those teams that could really make a push in the SEC East this year, obviously not beat Georgia, but be one of the top two or three teams, and it just hasn't happened. They haven't been very good. So, yeah, I'm I'm on Louisville here. I would love it. If Malik Cunningham plays, this is a money line play. So I, I will say that. Hmm. I'm on the under Kentucky, as well because I don't think either team scores enough. So under two. I agree with that. Um, I, I like the under as well. Total's 43. Once again, I, I don't. This feels like a bit of a of a rock fight kind of game. Um, you know, a couple big scoring plays here or there is going to be the difference, ultimately. Um, I will say I am definitely a little bit wary of the fact that Kentucky comes in on a two-game losing streak here. Um, last week, they lost to Georgia in a, a game. The, the final score says 16-6. to six. I... I don't know if it was ever actually as uh, winnable as a 10-point final margin would suggest, but it certainly was something that nobody was quitting on. Um, Kentucky had a a field goal attempt with about four, four and a half minutes left in the game to try to make it a one-score game. So you know that, I mean, that was a 60-minute, you know, physical, physical game against Georgia. So you wonder about kind of the the fallout from that. Um, The week before that, they lost to Vanderbilt. Not a good look at all. bad the week before that they go to Missouri and barely eke out a win and before that they got smoked by Tennessee so basically this this Kentucky team has shown very little uh very little reason to believe in them I think since their bye week basically in mid-October they um again I mean it's nice to keep it within 10 points of Georgia but as you're, as you're mentioning here, Mike, I mean, Kentucky has not been as good on the offensive line nor on the defensive line as we have gotten used to over the last several years. So there's a chance that this is the opening for Louisville. Um, and I know that that has yep. been something that, you know, even going back to the preseason with Mark Ennis, talked about how that was something that Scott Satterfield was keenly aware of where they were coming up short against Kentucky and what they needed to, needed to do in terms of getting bigger on on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball to be able to contend in this game. There is reasons galore that I would like to pick Louisville here, take the points, maybe even pick him to win the game outright. I just have to see it, Mike. I have to see yep. it. I, I can't pick him to do it until I see it. Best matchup for Louisville against Kentucky in like liter- legitimately like five years. So Since, since Lamar left, yeah. I would say. Yeah. I mean, and realize the, the last three matchups, 2018, 2019, 2021, Kentucky has won 56 to 10, 45 to 13, 52 to 21. 
Like this game hasn't been within three scores in, you know, again, since Lamar left basically. So yeah. we'll yep. see if Louisville can turn the tide here on, uh, on Saturday. They play for the governor's cup, by the way, if I didn't mention that before trying to be better about these things. We're going to know all the trophies by the time we're done with this podcast. That's right. Uh, I'll take Kentucky minus the three. You have Louisville minus the three locked up, and we both have under 43. Let's keep going here, Mike. At noon on ABC, it is um, – I, I would have sworn it was called the Palmetto Bowl. There was a, a tweet that went around on the Twitterverse in the last, like, two, three weeks about swearing why it should not be called the Palmetto Bowl or it's not actually called the Palmetto Bowl. And then there was actually like some arguments that, yes, it is. Anyways, uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks on the road in Clemson taking on our number eight Clemson Tigers. Clemson is a 14 and a half point favorite. Total is 52. South Carolina coming off of a shelling of Tennessee last week. Um, 63 to 38 win over the I was just going to say one of the weirder results in college football this year. It was came out of nowhere. South Carolina literally ran out of fireworks behind their, their scoreboard, just not expecting anything along those lines. Um, they lost 38 to six to Florida the week before, by the way. So sure. I, you know, why not? Greatest game on earth. Um, I was going to say, that's why it's the greatest sport on earth. (laughs) That's right. That's right. This is the third game of the weekend, by the way, for an ACC team on ABC. Um, so that's kind of a fun, fun little note. Clemson's a 14 and a half point favorite here. I that feels like a lot of points to lay. And yet I think I'm going to do it. I think yeah. lay them with Clemson here. Yeah, I'm laying them with Clemson as well. You know, what we call 63 points against Tennessee for South Carolina, Joey. You know, what we call that in this business. Um, convincing? I don't know. Well, yeah, that's, yes. But also an aberration. <laughs> like, South Carolina has yeah. not been doing that all year. You know what I mean? Like, no. That's, it is not that's repeatable. an aberration. No, not repeatable. Not repeatable. By the way, yeah. they're playing a better defense this week. Like, a much better defense. And they're on the road. Substantially. Yeah. And they're on the road. It's not a nighttime, like, primetime home game against, you know, I, I guess technically Clemson is one of the best seven or eight teams in the country, whatever. Well, we can call them that if we want to. Um, we'll get there next I, week. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to preview that one. Uh, <laughs> that sounded sarcastic. Was that sarcastic? The uh, Yeah, I don't I don't think South Carolina is in a good spot here at all. I think it's a letdown game. You're on the road. I don't see it. Better defense. Clemson wins this game by like 17. I also like the under as well here. I don't think South Carolina scores enough. I don't think Clemson – I'm not sure Clemson gets into the 30s here. Like 28 to 10 or something. 28 to 13. That would get you there. Mm. There you go. You're you're under Andy cover. Beautiful. Mike, we like uh, mid to late 2000s like quote-unquote frat comedy here, right? I mean, our, that would be, that's correct. Our lock sound effect comes from wedding crashers. Like we, we like that kind of genre of mute of, of movie. Mike, you're familiar with the scene in old school where Will Ferrell comes up on the debate stage and uh, starts spouting off all sorts of, you know, nonsense and, and goes back into the locker room and asks like, wait, what happened? 
he blacked out. That's pretty much what South Carolina did last week. Yes. There, like Spencer Rattler has done nothing remotely like what he did last week to Tennessee all year long, and even for most of the time he was at Oklahoma. Like in his career, right? As as you said, that was not replicable. Um, that was everybody just you know feeling it like they they had like the game breaker meter going the whole game. Um, if you've ever played NBA Street or anything like that, like it was just. Again, not something that you're going to see again, I don't think. Um, I, I think Clemson is able to win this game pretty easily. I don't think South Carolina is going to be able to run up points. Like That South Carolina offense put up 63 points last week. They scored six against Florida. They scored 10 against Missouri. They scored seven against Georgia. Like They, they have not been a consistently high-powered offense when they've played a decent defense. Clemson right. has a decent defense, to say the very least. Yep. So I, I think Clemson can can win this game. So I'll take uh, Clemson minus the 14 and a half. They'll win this thing easily. They have won it easily for a number of years. Um, let me go back and look here. Yeah, Clemson's on a seven-game winning streak in the series. The last time that this was a one-score game was 2015, Mike. That was Deshaun Watson's sophomore year was the last time this was a one-score game. Since then, Clemson has won 56-7, 34-10, 56-35, 38-3, and 30 to nothing. So, man, they've been outscored 68-3 the last two years. Yep. They Woof. sure have. <laughs> Woof. So, yeah, I'll lay 14.5. Sure I will. Yeah, laying them. Sure I will. You know what, um, you know what Joey? I Joey, am, you know what? I, I, Scott, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what? We're just, we're just going to – you know what? Ruh, row. You drive a you drive a hard bargain, Joey. You do. You know, you know that you just you drive a hard bargain, Scott. We're gonna add something that, to the yeah. sheet here. We're gonna add, yeah, yeah. We're gonna add something to the sheet here. Uh, Scott, go ahead and lock up Clemson for me. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Yeah. This. Yeah. I'm there. I kind of feel like I should listen to. <laughs> I don't know if uh, if that was for Mike or for me, but I mean, I did convince Mike of it. I, I feel like I can't let him go out there alone on this lock. So uh, let's add this to the sheet too. Yeah, Clemson minus fourteen and a half. Let's lock that up too for me. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. We went from nobody locking it up to double barrel. Just. Talking ourselves into it. I love it. That's that's what happens when you get to 13. Guys being dudes. That is right. We got that's the soundboard happens. fixed, by the way. Yeah, soundboard's <laughs> fixed. We gotta keep testing. We gotta keep testing it to make sure. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right. Clemson minus the 14 and a half. I have also changed my mind, Mike. I'd originally set this as an over. I, I kind of like the under. I think this might be yeah. a game where, yeah, Clemson scores 31 and and just smothers South Carolina basically like 31 to 7 something like that so Spencer yeah 52. Rattled, am I right yeah there you go there it is there you go um yeah Clemson locked up for the both of us and under 52 but not locked Mike let's keep moving before we do let's remind the people about section 103.com it is the internet's premier place to find all sorts of wonderful wonderful Georgia Tech apparel uh, they've got T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, uh, things using the official tech gold, all the official word marks, that ATL logo, 
all sorts of wonderful things you can find at section103.com. Their shirts and their, their products look great. They feel great. They're super comfortable. I'm wearing the, the new gray coach hoodie right now. It is warm. It is soft. It looks fantastic. Uh, I, I am so happy with all the different things in my closet from section103.com. Uh, if anyone in your in your life is looking to support Georgia Tech, you need something to wear to the football game on Saturday that is allegedly happening that we'll talk about here in just a minute. Uh, if you want to watch the basketball team, the volleyball team, the baseball team, take your pick. Section 103 has something for everybody. Use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. But I will also say, uh, if you know, you know, Section 103 also does have their Gold Friday sale going on through, uh, I guess, next Monday, maybe? So get 20% off your order, even if it's not your first order. Just go to go order things from Section 103. They have the uh, Feliz Bobby Dodd sweater back in stock. It is tis the season, Mike. So uh, go to go to section103.com. Once again, get all get some great get Christmas gifts, Thanksgiving gifts, Hanukkah gifts, whatever, you know, uh, Kwanzaa gifts. I don't know how that works. Kwanzaa, um, baby. Get all those things. Get all those things for a Georgia Tech fan in your life at section103.com. Once again, it's 20% off for the Gold Friday sale through Monday, November 28th. After that, use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Yes. Let's. A very happy Thanksgiving from Section 103, I would say. That's right. That's right. Shout out to Steven and the gang for their support. Really appreciate it. Um, That is something that we were thankful for, to be fair. Like, very, Uh, very thankful for. Absolutely. Mike, um, I, I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm not sure I believe what I see. Where the, it says that there is a game at noon on ESPN on Saturday, I I disagree. I am a conscientious objector. I'm I'm a quiet quitter here. Um, I I don't need this in my life. But if you do, supposedly Georgia Tech is playing at Georgia. Um, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets on the road, taking on the number one Georgia Bulldogs. That hurts to say. On ESPN at noon on Saturday, right off the back of College Game Day in front of God and everyone, Georgia's a 35-and-a-half-point favorite in a game with a total of 49. So your projected score here, Mike, is like 42-7. to seven. Uh, 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 what, what? I think it's just Georgia, Mike. I think Lamb. Just Lamb. Yep. Yep. Laying in with Georgia. By the way, I also like the over here because I think Georgia gets there by themselves. I don't care what happened last week against Kentucky. I don't care that Georgia Tech's defense been, is, has been a good unit all year. I don't. I just think Georgia's going to lay it on them. So, I think they get there by themselves. And if they don't, I think Georgia Tech gets in the end zone once, and that'll be enough. So, I'm on the over. Sure. Success criteria for Georgia Tech in this game is try to cover that. (laughs) Yep. Can you, can you lose this game 42 to 10? That's a win. That's a win. We'll we'll, we'll take the moral victory here and just, just cover 35 and a half. Um, And the over would hit there in that scenario. That's true. That's true. Mike, I'm tempted. I am tempted to take Georgia tech plus the 35 and a half. Don't, don't I'm not going to, don't do that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lay him with Georgia just because. Again, I don't. I don't need that in my life. But if I'm trying to be objective here, I'm thinking about Georgia. They came off once again. They just came off a rock fight against Kentucky for 60 minutes last week. They are looking ahead next week to LSU. 
they're playing against a Georgia Tech team that is fighting for bowl eligibility. But even more so than that, I think you've seen Georgia Tech lay down in the second half of this game in previous years. They they get down big and they just quit. I do not think this Georgia Tech team is quitting at nearly the rate under Brent Key that they were under Jeff Collins. So I think Georgia Tech will play this game for a full 60 minutes. There is a definite backdoor cover kind of potential when Georgia has the backups in in the fourth quarter. It's a lot of points. So I, But I'm going to lay them with Georgia. I'm going to take Georgia to win this game uh, pretty comfortably. I, I think maybe like – I think 42 to 6. It's pretty close. I, I don't know. <laughs> that would be that would be sickening. For, 48. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be some nonsense too. Like Tech's going to get like an extra point blocked or something awful. Um, man, I'm looking at that number 49. I really wanted the under. Georgia has played so many games that have gone under this year. Georgia Tech with – uh, with Zach Gibson, Ty Pumachon at quarterback, I just do not see them being able to move the ball basically at all. They can, they're they're not going to be able to block Georgia's front like to save their lives. But I don't know. Like forty nine is a low number. It's there's a lot of short. There's a lot of I think I might be backing potential. off. There is. There is. Um, uh, all right. I won't lock that up. Never mind. I'll take that. Take that off of the uh, the lock sheet there. I, I was gonna lock up the under, but that that's that's a little too easy, like you said, for Georgia to get to like by themselves. So um, yeah, I'll yep. take I'll take Georgia in the under. I will not be locking either side up. I fair enough. I'll go Georgia and over. It's clean old fashioned hate. They play for the Governor's Cup, by the way. Um, I don't know why that's where that is on the uh, the Wikipedia page, but they do. I can tell you that much. So, um, all right, Georgia for the both of us minus the thirty five and a half. I think there's there's reason to think Georgia Tech can, can keep that within that number, not much closer, but within that number, I think. Um, but yeah, I'll take the under. You've got the over, Mike. If they keep, I'll, I will say this: if they keep it within the number, I do think this game goes over. Yeah. I think so. I I continue to wonder about Georgia calling, you know, oh, God, here we go, calling off the dogs um, again with, well with the LSU SEC. Ch- yeah, gross. I, I hate it. Um, with that game against LSU next week, I just – I wonder a little bit. But then again, I, I don't know. Who, who's to say? I, I need to see it. I need to see it. So I'll just lay in with Georgia. I'm excited Mike, for it to be 35, 35 nothing at Joey real quick. 35 nothing at halftime, and then they uh-huh. don't score again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that is that is a likely outcome. Everybody just park the bus for the second half and uh, get the hell out of there. Yeah. Good times. Um, Mike, that concludes the ACC-SEC challenge. Let's move on. We got a, a three more games, all ACC competition at 8 o'clock on the ACC Network, the Pitt Panthers are on the road in South Beach, Coral Gables, Miami Gardens, whatever it is, taking on the Miami Hurricanes. Pitt's a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. Total is a robust 43 points. Um, first of all, gross. Second of all, I don't know, man. I, I, I really want to go with Pitt here. 
I think they can win this game by a touchdown. Pitt might be like sneaky competent, like more competent than I think they are. Uh, and Miami is definitely like not that competent at best. Nice Vibes are bad in South Beach right now. Yeah. What are we doing here, yeah. Mike? Uh, we're locking up Pitt. Lock it up. Oh. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Yeah, we're locking hmm. up Pitt. Yep. Nope. Miami. Uh, Miami has quit. We're we're done with Miami. Um, they are not going to stop the pit. They're just. I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Miami is not going to stop the Pittsburgh rushing attack. Yeah, so, that's how they lose. Not so sure how much Miami is going to be able to block Pittsburgh up front either. Nope. Yeah. I and look, I don't. The total's 43 and a half, right? Like, I don't think Pitt's capable of really blowing anybody out, except for, like, Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is, like, 24 to 10 or something like that. Hmm. Or you could even go. I think Curry like, Brown's 20. having a bad day. Yeah, he's going to have a bad time, I think. Uh, I just... Yeah, and even if Miami gets to the end zone a few times, like 24-17 feels like that's on the table, and that would be a half-point cover for Pitt, and that would be the under 43.5. So I think that's even on the table. I just don't – I don't see it, man. I think Pitt could win this game by like 7 to 10 points, Um, maybe more if Miami has a particularly bad day turning the ball over. But, yeah, I I think Pitt wins this game by 7 to 10 maybe even 14. I think if they win by like 14 points and Miami scores maybe once or twice, I think this game's probably going over, but that just seems like a lot of points, a lot of points to me, and I just don't know if I see it. So, yeah, give me give me Pitt and the under, and I'm locking up Pitt. It's funny there are teams out there for sure that are coming into this weekend at 5 and 6 that are going to fight tooth and nail to try to win a sixth game and get to bowl eligibility. Miami's I not do not, I do not think that Miami is one of those teams because the, the guys that signed up to yeah. go play at Miami had dreams bigger than playing in Shreveport, playing in Tampa in the Gasparilla bowl, or I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, the end of the line ACC bowl bids are this year, but El Paso, I don't think that they're bowl? anything. I don't think that they're anything that's really, really getting the Miami players going to make sure that they get there. So that's that's definitely of concern to me. And and as we've mentioned as well, I don't know that Tyler Van Dyke is playing in this game. If he does, I don't know that he plays more than a quarter. Like at any point, he can go out of the game. And if it's a Ja'Curry Brown show and it's just going to be run defense, like that's what <laughs> – you're playing Pitt's hand like, you know – perfectly so I, the Panthers would yep. love to play that game I'll lay him with Pitt um, I, I think Pittsburgh can win this game pretty comfortably maybe like 28-14 something like that um, I'll take the over that's a low total and Pitt just has a way of giving up a couple big plays Miami might be totally quitting on all on defense especially like 
I think this maybe can go over 43 and a half, but there's a very good chance that you're right, Mike, and it goes under, and it's a just a bit of a rock fight, you know, nasty game. Funny yeah. to, just to think that this is the game that we talked about in the preseason as potential uh, ACC Coastal Championship game. My, how the mighty have fallen. I mean, Pitt, Pitt didn't totally embarrass themselves, right? I mean, they, they hung around for a little bit. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, I don't know. I the, Oh, the one other thing I want to mention, too, is I know Van Dyke's been dealing with, like, actual injuries and stuff like that. I think he might mm-hmm. also have a uh, a little sickness as well, Joey. Uh, something that Bud Elliott has coined as the transfer flu. I think he might have some of that going. Yeah, that is uh, – that seems to have been making its way through the Miami locker room, it seems like. Um, Probably for the best. Yeah, I, I don't know how communicable that is, you know, from from one team to another, but certainly from from teammate to teammate, that seems uh, a communicable disease. We'll say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wear your masks. That that solves everything. That's right. Uh, yeah, lay him with Pitt, and um, I'll take the over. You've got the under, Mike. You've got Pitt locked up here. I do not have the gumption to do that, and I feel like I'm going to regret that. But you know, that's okay. Who cares? Who cares? Yep. Let's keep moving. Two more, Mike. At 3.30 on the ACC Network, the Wake Forest steaming Deeks on the road, taking on the Duke Blue Devils. Um, I don't know how far of a road trip this is. I don't think it's very far at all. Um, but I'm, I've been mistaken before about the short. involvement of the, the triangle and it's geography short. of North Carolina in general. Uh, Wake's a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Total is 66-and-a-half. Uh, Mike, I kind of like Wake here. And I kind of like the over. I kind of like Duke, and I kind of like the under. So, damn it, we are we are on opposite. Man, we're disagree we're disagreeing some tonight, aren't we? We're fighting on Thanksgiving, Mike, as is tradition. As is tradition. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Duke. Somebody mentioned politics. Quick, I'm good. Hard pass. <laughs> um, Duke. I think I think Duke provides uh, some issues for the Wake Forest defense in terms of Riley Leonard's ability as a dual threat quarterback. Wake Forest defense has struggled against dual mm-hmm. threat quarterbacks this year, and I think Riley Leonard is maybe the best one they've faced. So that's where I'm kind of leaning Duke here. Uh, they're at home. Leonard's been really freaking good. Um, Wake has gotten into some weird games this year where they're losing close to teams they should probably beat, and this would kind of add another notch to that list. Wake Forest has lost weird, wonky games against, you know, teams like Duke. Now, generally, it's been a shootout, right? So I'm on the under here. I'm not sure Duke can keep up with the Wake Forest offense for four quarters. So if Wake turns this into a shootout, into a track meet, I'm not sure Duke can keep up. But I do think Duke can win a game that, you know, we talk about those coordinated parlays, right, Joey, where, you know, if you think the game's going to go a certain way, you know, for, for one team in terms of the spread, you're, you know, you may be betting the total a certain way as well. I think that's the case here. Right. I like Duke, and because I'm picking Duke, I like the under as well. I would be surprised if Duke won an over game here. Hard to imagine Duke winning in a shootout against Wake yep. Forest, that's for sure. Yep. I think the reason I like Wake here, Mike, the four games that they have lost this year, 
Clemson at Louisville at NC State, North Carolina. Can you draw a line between those four teams in relation to Wake? They're all more physical, um, better athletes. I was going to say, I, that, that was kind of my point, is I think that each of those teams have better rosters than Wake. If I look at the games that Wake has won, VMI, Vanderbilt, Liberty, Florida State, Army, Boston College, and Syracuse, I think those are all teams, with the exception of Florida State, I think those are mm-hmm. all teams that have comparable or worse rosters than mm-hmm. Wake Forest. I think this is a situation against Duke where they the two teams have comparable rosters. Mm-hmm. I think Wake Forest will be able to score quite a bit. I think they will look pretty good here. I don't think Duke is good or talented enough to make a mess of Wake Forest in the way that some of these teams have. Um, so I think this plays well into Wake Forest's hands, so give me the Deeks. Okay. And as you mentioned, I mean, correlated parlay stuff, like, I like the over. Yeah. Do I think these teams I, yeah. can combine to score 10 touchdowns? Yeah, probably. It's mm-hmm. a Wake game. Wake is not built to play defense. <laughs> Certainly not. Certainly not. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I'm i leaning the other way on it, but I don't disagree with anything you said. I think, you know, if you're going to pick Wake Forest, I think the rationale is there. So. Yep. Probably both are seven this, and four, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Both. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't bet this with my own money. Most of these I would not. Honestly, no. we're not no. we're not at the point of the season where uh, volume betters are performing particularly well. Particularly well, I would imagine. Now, be selective. Yeah. Wake and Duke both seven and four here, by the way. So both have more than locked up a bowl bid. Um, so purely for bragging rights at this point. Wake in the over for me, Duke and the under for you, Mike. Last one at 7.30 on ESPN3. I believe this is the Jefferson Pilot special of the week. The Syracuse Orange on the road in Chestnut Hill taking on the Boston College Eagles. Syracuse, Mike, is a 10.5-point road favorite here nope. in a game where the total is 47. Mm. Mike, are we nope. laying double digits with Syracuse on the road right now? Insert the Shannon I didn't Sharp. think so. Shannon Sharp. <laughs> that yep. big, shake your head. Nope. Big nope. 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 Absolutely not. This is more about yeah. Syracuse than it is Boston College. I watched that mm-hmm. Boston College team get run out of the stadium in South Bend last week. Um, this is not about BC being like competent or something. This is about Syracuse and my total disbelief that they're going to go on the road and win a game by multiple touchdowns based on what I've seen on that what I've seen of them since the month of November began like I just nope big no for me now yeah we're not we're not laying out of principle even if I'm wrong with this bet out of principle I cannot bet Syracuse to cover 10 and a half points here absolutely not not with what I've seen out of this game lately nope not doing it. Mike, who 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 wins this game on the field? I think Syracuse wins, but I think it's I think it's inside a touchdown. It's going to be a, a bit of a wins. who has the ball last or uh you know, Boston College has the ball with a chance to win kind of at the end of the game kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think Syracuse gets – it's been a running joke all year on this podcast. I've been making fun of Syracuse. Even when they were undefeated, I was like, this is the worst 5-0 and team in the country. It's the worst 6-0 and team in the country. It's the worst 6-1 and team in the country. It's been a running joke all year. And mm-hmm. I've been I've been talking on social media about how this is going to be the team that's like starts out, wins 6, and loses 6. I actually think they win this game and get to 7. I do. I do. Um, I, I'm with you. Close. Winning close, though, here. Winning close. I'm I'm with you. I think they win. I think it's around a touchdown or less. I don't think that they can blow out Boston College here. One thing I was going to say, by the way, yes, we saw Boston College get vaporized by Notre Dame last week. You know who else we saw Notre Dame vaporize in recent weeks? That a would lot be, of teams. That would be Syracuse, A. Um, B, in the three weeks prior to the vaporization against Notre Dame – we saw Boston College lose by 10 to UConn. Not a good look. Seven to Duke. That's fine. And you beat NC State in Raleigh. Like, as, as much as Boston College is a 3-8 and eight team and, and we're kind of rolling our eyes and they, they don't have their quarterback and, and this, that, and the other thing, like, Boston College has been game. And they have not been getting blown out by teams that aren't highly competent. And I don't think that Syracuse is highly competent at this point. Uh, with some of the injuries they've been dealing with and everything else. So I don't trust Syracuse to blow them out. I, I think Boston College can keep this within 10, maybe within 7. So I, I do think that Syracuse gets to 7-5 and five here. Um, I think they'll be fine. They'll go to a bowl game, like all that. that that's fine. you know. But I don't think that Syracuse is the team that we, we kind of thought they were or were treating them like when they were 5-0, and 6-0 and earlier in the year. And uh, you know they were nationally ranked, all that, like – this is not that Syracuse team, and I am not laying ten and a half points on the road with them. So uh, yeah, so give me the Eagles. What are you doing with Dino? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Keep him. <laughs> you don't have to extend him. <laughs> That's how you don't have convincing. to. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, how do you fire Dino after his second best season out of you know seven here? Like. This is pretty good. Like th- this is a well-coached team. They have a, a really good win against Louisville. They have a really good win against Purdue. Um, you know, like they, it's. It seemed like the wheels kind of came off when they started piling up a few injuries. They they almost knocked off Clemson in Death Valley. Like this thing was really good for a while, and then it just totally sort of fell apart. Um, and I, I don't know how much more you can ask for from Syracuse this day and age. What if they lose to BC and lose a bowl game and, and they finish the year losing seven straight games? What do you do then? You know, that's that's the point where I would look at and I would see we we beat Purdue in a bit of a fluky manner. We beat Virginia by two in also a somewhat fluky manner. And I think we got lucky to go to a bowl game at that point, and then I started having questions. Now our now our talk about man that Purdue win was really good. Oh that that Louisville game that was really good actually. But you know now that we lost seven in a row, let's go back and review these games. Oh yeah, Louisville was the opener. Anything could have happened. You only really beat a bad UVA team by two. Like Purdue actually slid down the Big Ten West as the year went along. Like yeah, you could just start talking yourself into it. You just start um, talking yourself into it. And, and, Mike, do you know who um, – how many games Syracuse has won on the road this year? Oh, uh, no. I'd have to think about it. Most of their big wins have come at home. They have one 
road win this year, and it was against Jim Mora's UConn Huskies, Mike. Otherwise, on the road, they lost it to Clemson, again, a competitive game. They lost 19-9 to Pitt, and they lost 45-35 to Wake Forest last week. So, I, I don't know. Do, do with that what you will. But, yeah, they, they have made a lot of hay at home in the first half of the season and have made no hay since then on the road. So, Don't love them covering 10 and a half. On the Give road. me the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, Eagles and under 47. Yep. I, I don't think either of these teams is going to get real real pointsy with it. I think somebody wins like 24-21. Yep, I'm there. Boston College in the under. Mike, that's all I've got on week 13, Rivalry Week. Did I forget anything? Is there anything else we needed to hit on before we uh, work on getting out of here? No, I think we, we just about covered it. This is going to be an interesting interesting week like for a lot of teams there's bowl eligibility on the line for other teams it's you know narrative it's a narrative shaping week i would say Mm -hmm. for it is for the off season the final week of the year is always narrative shaping but i think this is Mm -hmm. uh it's it's that way for a lot of teams i think the team with the most to gain this weekend quite honestly might be louisville Like yeah, Satterfield is Satterfield has gone potentially from the hot seat to all of a sudden you beat your rival who just extended their coach, who has gotten the thing humming. That's an SEC team, and now you just went out and won eight games when you were on the hot seat, and you could win nine if you win your bowl game. Yeah, th- this is a big weekend for Satterfield. <laughs> you want to talk about a guy who three weeks ago was as good as fired who has a chance to beat Kentucky, finish 8-4, and four, all while the basketball team looks like it has never played the game before. Scott Satterfield is about to be the talk of the town in Louisville if they can beat Kentucky this weekend. Finish 8-4, and four, extend him for life, like the whole thing. It, <laughs> talk about outhouse to penthouse. Like that is that is the track that Scott Satterfield's trying to be on right now. And uh he might get there if they can beat Kentucky on Saturday. Yeah, Kenny Payne might want to try out football coaching instead. <laughs> Can't possibly be any worse. Can't. It hasn't been good. Has not been good. Really ACC no. basketball in general so far has not been a uh, shining star across not the country. Great. Not great. Have to mention like this thing that we are a basketball co- basketball podcast. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. Not great. Uh, reigning national. Cha- no, that's that's Kansas. Never mind. UNC got there. They did not win. Um, whatever. Blew a huge lead. Yeah, they did. They did. Rough. Um, all right. That's all I got, Mike. You want to work on getting out of here? Yeah, let's do it. People need to go subscribe on YouTube. Um, go find us. It is youtube.com slash at the ACC football podcast. That is a good place to go find us. Um, you can hit that subscribe button. We need, what is it? 17 more subscribers, something like that. We are, we're really, really close to getting the actual dedicated URL, which I think we kind of halfway have, but we'll get a better one that doesn't involve an at symbol. Um, so go hit the subscribe button. We have 84 right now. That is your homework. Subscribe to us on YouTube, please. Steal someone's phone, subscribe there. Go to the Apple Store on Black Friday and subscribe on one of those computers. I don't care what you have to do. Just do what you got to do. Get us to 100 subscribers on YouTube. Mike, we're on Twitter, 
at FTRS Joey, at Mike McDaniel SI, together at BC Podcast ACC. Hell, you can go father, go father, go father, uh, producer Scott at Severus underscore Snipes. Uh, he's on Twitter as well. So go, uh, go find him there. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, uh, all the places you go find podcasts. We're on uh, Amazon Music. So if you got one of those home automation systems by Amazon, and I'm going to not say mine so that I don't trigger it to uh, start playing in the middle of the night. But you know what I'm talking about. If you got one of those, you can play us, uh, play us there. Use Amazon Music. Go find us there. Mike, uh, where can they find us on the social medias? Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find some of our podcasts there and other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is go, decidedly go our Facebook page. Yes. yes. At BC Podcast ACC on Instagram. Um, a lot of good content going there. Go uh, go find us. We appreciate the the, the support there. Uh, Mike, we are. We, you can send us the email with your questions, comments, concerns to the longest email address known to man: Basketball Conference Podcast at Gmail dot com. Nailed it. Thank you. I think that's it. Did I forget anything? Anything else? No, I think we're good. Are you making a turkey for Thanksgiving? What, what's your What's your plan? Uh, going to my sister in laws. So. I don't really have okay. to cook much of anything. So my my wife's making some sort of sweet potato casserole thing. So uh, cool. Yeah. Good. So she can do that and I'll play with the kid while she's doing that. And keeping keeping up with uh, who's who's playing in the World Cup tomorrow. I forget. Probably got to monitor that. Yeah. In case you got to write about in. it. I don't know. I'll, I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. That's more importantly, got action on the games. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out. Um, yeah, I'm smoking a turkey tomorrow for the first time. We'll see how that goes. Pray for me. Ooh. Okay. Nice. Send good vibes. We'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll report back. Yeah. Mike, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I will. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the games. We will, uh, we'll a talk on Sunday. Me. Turkey for you. Let's eat turkey in a big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. I, I really hope that eating my turkey is a better experience than eating a big brown shoe. Um, even if you have to eat it out of a shoe, I hope that's better too. But, you know, no promises. Oh, man. Like I we'll said, see. I'll report back. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we see. will see. I'm sure the criticism will be hashtag tough but fair. So we'll see. I have no doubt. Mike, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your holiday. We'll uh, we'll talk later to recap these games. How's that sound? Yep. Yep. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel and producer Scott, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the games. Until next time, go ACC. Go ACC.